0: Hi there, Selina Kulkarni here with another episode of the Alternative Investing Podcast. My mission is to help business owners build high performance wealth that delivers reliable, predictable cash flow through unconventional strategies so they can fast track their path to financial freedom. Each week I share with you the strategies, expert interviews and real people's stories around the topic of wealth and financial freedom. And if you're a business owner who wants to learn more about financial freedom through alternative methods please head over to my website freedomwarrior.com.au where you can access my library of articles, interviews and programs to help you on your way to becoming more financially free. Hey guys, so awesome to be with you again today. In today's episode, what I'm super interested in unpacking for you guys is a little bit of an insight into what I believe to be the true cost of finding investing opportunities. I think too often many of us think if we know the theory if we understand the mechanics, then that in itself will get us there. But I guess what I want to share with you today is a little bit of an insight into why that's really only part of the battle of the journey. For your reference, I'm a huge advocate of blending the best of traditional property with what's available in the alternative space. And for those of you who want to know more about that, please tune into some of my other podcasts. But what I wanted to share with you was a little bit of a story around a particular deal that I'm focused on right now. And and you know for me I've felt the journey of building capital over recent years has been one which hasn't come easily I've I've never had a particularly high income but I've been very vigilant about build my capital and then convert that a hard-earned capital or a small percentage of it into annuities or investments that will deliver strong, predictable cash flow. So most of you guys know that about me already. What I wanted to share with you this week, though, was um, I've recently been focused on trying to find a another development after I'm going to say 2019. I kind of said I think I'm done with buying more property. I think I'm done with developments. I've you know I've got enough. And I just want to focus solely on using the playground of alternative investments to, to further grow my wealth. And then out of the blue, my beloved husband turned around and said, look, you know, I've got more time on my hands. I'm working less. How about we do another development? And I remember initially going, uh, I'm not sure, you know, there are a lot of work. Do we really need it? All these thoughts went through my head, but in the end, his enthusiasm won out. And I thought, you know, maybe doing the odd development here and there as we get older could be something that could be quite fun. You know, over the last 10, 12, maybe even 15 years, I've really had, you know, led the charge in our household on the investing front. I haven't always got it right, but I guess my husband's kind of been focused on his business and you know, he's really lovingly encouraged me to, you know, make decisions and take the lead. And I thought, well, wouldn't it be lovely to, you know, as we get older, be doing some things in the investing space together. So I started to look uh, probably about Four months ago, I started to actively start looking for a deal. And obviously the market is scorching hot right now. Good deals are always thin on the ground because they're good deals. But in a market like ours, it's, it's you know, 10 times worse. The point that I want, want to really emphasize and drive home, really because it's it's been a, a reminder over the last, you know, four months of how much work is involved in getting to the starting gates of, you know, securing a good deal. There's a lot of people out there trying to tell you what their theories are on wealth building and what you should and shouldn't be doing. And there's some really good people out there who really know their stuff. And from my perspective, the idea of building capital through traditional property investing makes sense, particularly if you don't have amazing income or you're in a situation where you can't afford to have investments or carry investments that cause a massive cash drain. So that stuff's all good and well. Where the break in you know a lot of this stuff occurs is thinking that if I know the theory that I can easily put it into practice. I think one of my greatest discoveries over the last 12 years was the recognition that finding the deals is probably you know one of the biggest parts of the journey. Knowledge is, is only uh, knowledge if you know and it's fairly useless to you if you don't actually put it into practice and there have been plenty of times in the past where i've spent the money educated myself on a particular idea or a strategy and then i've just completely floundered with well okay well what next how do i actually put that into place how do i find these deals i guess what i wanted to really emphasize is that the journey of becoming a great investor is in part the wisdom and the knowledge. There's another part which is about finding the deals. And I think people underestimate the real cost of, of finding great deals. It isn't just about The time. It's about your ability to do good due diligence, to calculate and quantify the risk, to understand with a high degree of detail what your actual return is going to be, how much headspace, energy, relationship building needs to go into securing the deal and then managing the deal once you've secured it. So I thought it would be uh, a great idea to kind of share with you my experience not using a buyer's agent in this instance and and trying to do it myself. And look, here's my view. I, I think buyer's agents are awesome. There are some epic buyer's agents out there. What I feel though is that To some degree, the process that they would go through is going to be very similar to mine. And really why you would work with a buyer's agent is if you literally have zero time, interest, inclination in having a say on what you ultimately buy. For me, I care deeply about what I buy. But more importantly, part of the reason I do it myself is I want to build relationships. One of the flaws I see with the buyer's agent model is they find you a deal and it's not replicable, meaning you pay a fairly steep fee for one deal. You don't learn anything and you certainly don't build relationships which are going to serve you over the long term. So for those of you who have the bandwidth to kind of take on some of what I'm sharing with you, I highly recommend it because the way to view investing is it's not about finding the next deal. It's not about finding the one deal that's going to be the silver bullet to get you to financial freedom. It's about the process of building all the elements, understanding the artistry around wealth building. And, you know, a big part of that is understanding the process and building the relationships. If I come back to my own story here, you know, I spent countless evenings just trawling the net and, you know, making inquiries on things that I thought could potentially be good sites. And in the current market, unfortunately, what happens is people... They don't even come back to you. You know, they've got way too many people banging down the doors. And effectively, you know, you're putting your feelers out on dozens and dozens of properties. And then you are doing the due diligence and following up on the short list of ones that you think could be viable. So the first part of, of this is you've really got to recognize that you've got to put your Net wide and put your feelers out for as many deals as possible. Will all of those deals come to fruition? Hell no. But what I'm trying to say is that you've got to cast the net wide in terms of just making as many inquiries as you feel you can, and then you need a a way of you know shortlisting. And for me, the process of shortlisting always comes back to a little bit of mathematics and a little bit of anecdotal type evidence. One of the things I always ask is, could I live there? Could I live there? Like, would I want to be there? Because I see myself as representing maybe an idea or that I've got reasonable taste of living somewhere that's not going to be a slum area and it's not going to be maybe your total high-end blue chip as well. It's where the bulk of the population want to live. And so therefore that's congruent with where I would consider doing developments and investing. And so running the numbers is always the starting point. So I can't even tell you the deal that I cut with my husband. I have to share this. Was that I would make the inquiries, shortlist deals, and then flick them to him to run through the little calculator, the feasibility calculator that we had, and uh, you know it wasn't a bad experience because, quite frankly, if I'm really honest, I am an accounting accountant by training, and I recognise and understand the importance of detail, but it's not my nature to be particularly detailed. I, I'm really much more a big picture, concepts, relationships kind of girl. So you know, we started off going, this is actually a good arrangement. Like I'm. St- spending the hours, trawling the net, finding the deals, shortlisting and then flicking them to him to do uh run through our calculator. So that was that's where it started out. And there's no question that he's meticulous in terms of like dots his I's and crosses his T's and that's his nature. So I thought, yeah, this this is actually we're starting off on a good footing. Once we actually shortlisted to maybe half a dozen deals, then this was the tricky part. Frankly, you may have some deals that stand out as being better than others, but again, you've got to really be prepared to put the time in to connect with and build relationships with the agents or the owners that that are you know marketing these deals. and And here's just my personal opinion. I think being authentic, not trying to talk a big game, and some of you may have heard me speak about that before, but finding people who understand what you're trying to achieve, who are maybe sympathetic to what you can and can't do, and who are going to be really honest about, you know, what are the pros, maybe some of the... The things to be aware of the the, you know the cracks in the cement and all that sort of stuff that you know maybe some agents would gloss over and this is where you'll start to notice the more the more people you speak to the more agents you speak to you'll just get a feel of like yeah I really like that person and I could do business with them and even if it results in you not securing the deal like that relationship if, if you're on someone's radar and you're honest and authentic when you deal with them I think that in the future if opportunities come up that are in alignment with what you're looking for, you're more likely to get first bite of the cherry. And if you think about it, What a buyer's agent is doing is building relationships and trying to get opportunities before either they're marketed to the masses or who are genuine about negotiating a fair price and saving the vendor a whole lot of headache and hassle. So you may only be buying one property every two to five years, you know, depending on your circumstance. But, uh, you know, I I definitely would say, please don't underestimate the relationship building component of it. Yeah, look, I, I mean, we're four months in. We have secured what I believe to be an epic project. And we're now at the point where we're we're starting to negotiate with builders, and and that's a whole nother can of worms because again, something that people forget about is that that in an environment like the one that we have, the good builders are up to their eyeballs in work. I've certainly spoken to some builders that I would have loved to have had, you know, work on this project for us, but they're booked out till, you know, 2024. And so this is where, again, relationships matter. You know, I've decided to work with and engage a relatively expensive architect because I trust his judgment. I, I know that he's got my back and that he's going to help leverage his network of builders who will do a great job to help us win this component of the the process. I guess in summary, what I'm really trying to say is that investing has to be something that you are genuinely interested in. It has to be something that depending on where you are in your journey, if you're at the point where you need to build capital, you need to really have your head in the game. Although you can engage people to shortcut the process, and I mean things like buyer's agents and so forth, you still want to be super active about the decision-making process side of things. Really what a buyer's agent should be doing is pulling together all the due diligence and putting properties in front of you and and helping you make an informed decision. Before you get to that point, though, you should already have a pretty clear idea of which market you want to invest in and why. And so all of that stuff takes time. So if I look at the alternative investing side of the work that I do, what I'm trying to do is shortcut that for people. I've pulled together all of the epic a-grade players that I have worked with over the last 12 or so years, and I've just created a buffet of opportunities that my mastermind members can just cherry pick from if and when they're ready. I don't get paid based on anything they do, but the idea is I'm, I'm trying to help them fast track that component of the process. I guess, you know, really where I want to leave this podcast is really emphasizing, do not underestimate the value of the time, energy, headspace that it takes to take something from an idea through to understanding, theory, action plan, and then executing on that plan. It does take time. And for those of you who are serious about building life-changing wealth in the shortest possible time, it's really important that you give respect to that process you understand it and you find the right voices to help you remove friction on that journey. You know, I certainly hope with some of the content that we're creating on on this podcast, the idea isn't necessarily that, you know, you or I may work together because not everyone's a fit for the work that I do in terms of the work in my business. But what I hope is that the information that I share is actually valuable to you on on your journey. Guys, with that, I'm going to probably pause there. What I'd love to actually ask as a, a new part of this podcast is if you've got questions about wealth building, about the, the property investing game, if you want to kind of have me, direct me to focus on specific topics, what I'm going to encourage you to do is actually send me an email or message me on my personal mobile. And I'm, I'm very quietly, slightly nervous about doing this, but I've decided I'll uh, I'll hand out my mobile phone on this podcast. I ask that you respect it. I ask that you, generally speaking, just send me text messages. But my number is zero four one four five nine three eight four six. And yeah, what I'm looking for is uh, ideas, questions, things that you think would be worthwhile talking about with the background context that the Freedom Warrior podcast is really about helping you on your wealth building journey for life rather than finding the next hotspot or the next deal. Anyway guys, till next time, take care. Thanks so much for listening to the Alternative Investing Podcast. If you're a business owner feeling frustrated that despite doing everything right in the property investing playbook and you're no closer to financial freedom, then head over to freedomwarrior.com.au to learn more about how you can use alternative investments to catapult your investing income and blend strategies to shave decades off your timeline to financial freedom. Till next time, take care. See you on the next episode and bye for now.